Blog Talk Radio. I love it. I love the way the intro comes in for the show. I love it for the fact that I'm able to enhance and increase the level of the content that we're putting out at the Gumbo Talk Show. I am ecstatic that we have people like you that choose to tune in and listen, and some of you watch the show each and every week. It would not be a talk without someone listening to it. And so if you don't think I am, I want you to hear it from the horse's mouth. I am grateful for you tuning in and being a part of the Gumbo Talk Show with yours truly, the Gap to Guru of Gumbo. Hey, Sierra, welcome to the show and glad you're tuning in. Listen, it was anybody else They'd be lying to you when they said it. But you can see me here and you can hear me there and see me there that we are grateful to still be here and we're pushing five years. It'll be five years in a few more weeks. June, the third week of June, it will be five years of doing the show live. And so Thank you, Sierra. Thank you, everybody out there listening. Let's see if we have anybody on the other channel. There's not any on the other line of streams yet. But just know that those of you that watch this later, as we record live every Thursday at 8, we're grateful, and we hope that something is said here that is not only pleasing to you, but even if it isn't, it's educational and informational and sometimes entertaining because tonight, we need to take the edge off uh, on a heavy subject such as the one we're going to talk about. So just note this, that I'm going to post it here. Let me pull it down so I can post it here. The number, if you want to participate live, is 515-605-9375. There it is. I posted it in the stream. If you would, you could uh, call in and have your voice heard, and have a conversation with me. Trust me, I have enough uh, slits. I think it's 20 slots, slits, um, sections for people to come in and chime in on that line, and you'll be able to hear your voice, just like you hear my voice through Facebook and other mediums that we use, uh, in order to hear your voice on this particular topic. I'm hoping that my um, little baby sister, um, tunes in tonight because I told her later on because she's an expert in politics uh, all across the country. So that's what we're going to do tonight and talk politics. So look, I know this is a topic that people run from. Okay, I know that it's hard to talk about it because there's so many different attitudes, there's so many different mores, 
thought processes, ideologies when it comes to politics in the world today. I'm, hopefully I can see the screen. It's, I have a monitor that's this big in front of me, and hopefully I'll see it without my glasses. But when we talk politics, I think one of the things that I want to start off with before we go any deeper is try to take feelings out of being the first thing you think of when it comes to politics. As a matter of fact, feelings shouldn't be first in anything unless it's been tried and true and proven so that you can let your guard down. What's going on, storyteller? I'm glad you're in there. Um, So that you can really grasp the concept of anything. So tonight I ask you to put your feelings at least second when it comes to what we're going to talk about in politics, maybe even third if you're a religious person. But let's put facts first. Let's put our faith in there and then feelings or your facts and your feelings, however you want to do if you don't have much in regards to the faith part. Having said that, when I talk about facts being first when it comes to politics, you've got to understand that politics is about what can the collective do to enhance the individual, okay? I know that there was a statement made by John F. Kennedy that not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. We don't live in that type of world at this point. Everybody's goal when it comes to politics is not about the country or nation for the first and foremost part of their ideology when it comes to politics. Their first thing is, how am I going to be enhanced as a person? Now, that being said, facts is important because, first of all, you have to know who you are and where you stand in the nation that you live in. Give you an example. Outside of the United States, if you were to live in India, they have, in certain areas, a caste system. Now, when I say certain areas, I mean the whole country. But you know how they do in politics. They give you the pretty picture, and that's what I'm going to give you tonight, first and foremost, the pretty picture. So the people are in a caste system. You have several layers. Don't ask me the names of them. I used to know them. I don't keep up with that anymore because I don't live in India, and that's none of my business. If you live in India, you know what I'm talking about. So you have people who are on the bottom that work jobs that maybe make pennies uh, for the year, and then you have people who are ultra-uber-rich that have so much money, it's uncountable, and they pretty much lead, right? Well, it's becoming that way in the United States of America, and it may have been, some argue, that way for a very long time. But the particular thing I'm getting at is it's an individual thing. I were in India, if I was born into a particular caste, a particular level of society, I would have to stay there. Here you can have the freedom of moving up, but we all know that certain people, no matter if you're Bill Cosby rich or Oprah rich, they're going to come after you, right? 
Remember how the cattle industry tried to take down Oprah because she made a remark about beef? Well, you see what they did to Bill Cosby when he tried to buy NBC. Now, I'm not negating the fact that this man may have drugged and took advantage of women. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to believe somebody so rich did that, but maybe. Maybe it happened. I don't know. But he got convicted of it, and he's doing time in prison. So there you go. He's paying the time for the crime. All I know is that a, a black man in America is born black. You can't change your skin tone no matter how much you change your voice. To sound like this, I want to tell you my name is Brandon Johnson, and I'm here to tell you the biggest thing. You don't have to do that, black people. You can talk in your native tongue as long as you're educated, knowledgeable, and have a reasonable portion of wisdom, you will be able to maneuver around this system. And trust me, you don't get any higher trying to sound like you're somebody else. The reason why y'all hear my voice sound like it does, I'm from Illinois. I'm not originally from Texas. The South has taken me over, but my body still and my mind still has portions of Illinois in it. So when I speak, sometimes my vernacular, the words that I say are pronounced. So people think I'm in either education or I'm a preacher. Okay, I just so happen to be both of them. But that's not important. Important is the fact that I can communicate with you. And no matter which language you speak, whether it's this, that, or the third, even Spanish, I'm going to get down with you. Okay? That being said, when we come to politics and we talk about how the systems are and how things are and how you know who you are, let's grasp the concept of the rudimentary reason why we have the current system we have when it comes to politics. Ooh-wee, man. That right there was strong. So having said that, let's say this. The whole reason we have a governmental system that looks like the way it does now is because at the root, at the birth, before the birth of this country, before the birth of what we know as a country, when this was just people that had come over here and said, we're going to colonize this area where my ancestors was already at chilling, doing their thing, raising all kinds of animals and corn and living off the land, there began to be a system of checks and balances. And the checks and balances was all about how do we keep people in check and we balance our budget. So you had poor people or workers, and then you had rich people or providers, if you will. So you had the consumers and the manufacturers. No matter what they were manufacturing, whatever it was, would be when people who were poor, who were workers, wanted answers, and there was many more workers than there were manufacturers, producers, and the rich, the rich got tired of hearing about the poor people. The poor people started saying stuff like, well, we're not going to do the work if we don't get an answer for some of these questions. The birth of a country began. What happened was the people who were willing to listen to the rich and were given a sense of you could one day too move up out of the poor part to become rich, they said, when I say they, I mean the rich. They said, and the rich just happened to be the powerful, right, because they had the land and they had the jobs. 
um, and they could create more and more wealth from all the wealth they had. So the rich said, okay, we're going to make y'all what we now know today as the middle class. And what the middle class's purpose was is to stand in the gap between the rich and the poor. The poor now had somebody who could relate to them to tell them things that they could trust. And the rich now had a buffer to have the poor people tell the people that they were comfortable with something without them being bothered with it. And then they could, in essence, pay the middle class to do the things that they were tired of doing, that they didn't have time for doing that was beneath them. And every now and again, you'd catch a person in the middle class that would do whatever the rich folks say, whatever the powerful folks say, and lie to the poor people. So that's how we got politics. Politics was all local because it was all about the people and the power. The people with power usually had money, property, and, and influence, and the people without power who made up the majority usually were the ones that uh, didn't make much, and although there were many of them, they really had a muffled voice. And then from there, we got everything else, and we got voting and things we know today in politics and how people get into politics. We got all that system from, from that rudimentary uh, beginning. Now, that being the, the root of what we're talking about when we talk about politics, let's talk about the local part. A lot of us turn out in droves for national elections. Coming year will probably be the biggest turnout, no matter of a virus or a bacteria or a natural disaster, which that might come because, you know, voting is during hurricane season um, and the end of tornado season, when we turn out in 2020 this year for November, it'll be tons and tons of folks. I mean millions of people voting. One, because we got a jackass in the White House. Let me go ahead and put that out there. This some bitch is dumb, okay? This dude here. I'm looking at these news conferences or at least snippets of them because I can only tolerate so much of them for, for so long um, on a daily basis. Um, let me tell you, every day I am surprised at how dumb can get dumber. I don't know how I get surprised because I think I'm ready, my mind, my heart, my soul, all in this noggin, all three of those things, I say to myself, Lord, today is going to be the day that uh, I'm going to hear something crazy, but I'm used to it. And then I hear it, and I'm like, I wasn't ready. I was not ready for that dumbass comment. I sat there and watched the conference one day, the other day, I don't know if it was yesterday, day before yesterday, this, uh, this president of ours said, I'm going to cut off pay. I'm going to cut off the funds we give to the WHO, and I'm going to cut them off 
something, some word he used. Then a reporter asked him about it, and he said, I didn't say that. And another reporter said, you just said that. And he said, no, I didn't. And I said to myself, we must look dumb. We must be sheep because we just follow whatever the one in front is doing, and we'll follow that one off the cliff. Dumb shit. You hear me? Dumb. I'm like, dude, you can't blow the smoke off my head. So when I think about those those kind of remarks from a politician, um, I wish I could go heavier into it, but I'm just saying just, just most of y'all, because some of y'all that are probably watching this or listening to this are his supporters, and, and um, I'm just going to do the best I can with giving you the southern way of cussing your ass out, and I'm going to say it the best way I can. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. You love that man. Bless your heart. You hear me? Um, you can call in anytime, Sierra. I, I'm, I'm monitoring the lines. When you see me look from right here to over here, I'm looking at the screen to try to monitor uh, anybody who calls in on the hotline. And when you call in, you can just listen to the show that way, but you have to press the number one in order to hear your voice and bring you in and you can say your piece, whatever, and then we can move, keep moving on. So the number again is 515-605-9375, Blog Talk Radio's Gumbo Talk Show um, on Blog Talk, uh, Blog Talk Radio, Blog Talk USA. So that being said, uh, so the buffer is the middle class. The middle class is shrinking. We have more and more poor people when we have more and more rich people. And that's where the great divide comes from because we have more poor people and more rich people, and there's still that buffer there. It isn't really doing much for us because now we have rich people running politics. Most of the people in the Congress and the senator, uh, the, Senate, the Senate are rich. Um, most of them were very wealthy before they got in there, if not 99.9% of them. Very wealthy. They're either attorneys. Most of them are attorneys, or they were doctors or rich in some kind of enterprise before they got in there because it takes a lot of money to get votes. It takes a few million dollars to become a senator. It takes hundreds of millions of dollars to become a president. It takes a, a million or a few hundred thousand to become a congressman. It takes tens of thousands to become a state and or a uh, state senator and or state congressperson. So, you know, and it takes a couple of grand to become a local um, commissioner in a county or whatever you call it in your county and for some people, hundreds, if not thousands, to become a city council or alderman or tribesman or whatever you call it. It takes money to do all that. So anyway, back to this thing where with the buffer. The buffer is leaving. And now we have the rich people controlling all the politics. They're not listening to the poor people because the buffer is gone, and people who have money don't listen to people who don't. And it's not as important to them to listen to them. So what we need to do is build up our wealth. Now, I wasn't really going into all the solutions, but I, I can't help it because I don't think problem-based. I think solution-based. And what we have to do is build our wealth. We need more and more businesses. If you can apply for these coronavirus I'm going to have to look it up. Y'all, y'all, please forgive me because it's that it's CARES Act is what it's called. It's Coronavirus Something Relief Economic I'm looking it up. It's called CARES. 
Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. I wanted to get the words right for the acronym. Called CARES. I don't know how much they care because if they really care, they they break me off a couple grand a month for all the money we put in. You know, you don't just put money in there when you pay your taxes. You put money in there when you buy things. You put money in there when you um, just because you're a citizen, your social security number, they can wage against a bank because you're a member of this organization, this business, this entity with your social security number, you already generate money for this country. That's what they use to get money in bonds for other countries when they borrow trillions of dollars to help us out with things like they did with China. They use social security numbers. Look, we have X amount of people. That's why you hear that 330 million-something people live in this country because 330 million pay like they weigh with just the fact that they have a social security. And China, of course, has billions of people, over a billion people. They have more money because they can pay like they weigh with the people they have. People are collateral, right? It doesn't benefit us as a country to lose people to a virus, but we do. But it benefits the rich people because they have less poor people, poor people who aren't doing anything to help them um, getting in the way. What's going on, Shark Flame? I see you out there. Um, we're getting in the way. So you can sweep the forest floor because you want the bushes and the trees to prosper more. So that's what you hear when you hear the term sweep the forest floor. Get rid of all the rubbish. You know? It causes problems. That can start fires. That's what they're doing. So when, when we talk about how the, the public is involved in politics. Please, y'all, call in. Sierra, you, you're more than welcome to call in and chime in on this. I'm waiting for Rika. I'm finna better thank y'all. What time is it? 8.22. I'm finna text this, this girl as we speak. But she's smart. Young and smart. Things different to me, but we, we like we can folks, so it doesn't matter that we think differently on some things. But I need her to come in because I need somebody in their twenties, twenty years or so younger than me, come in and, and, and bring in that other flavor. But but listen, the buffer is shrinking. The middle class is shrinking. The 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 rich are growing, right? Because some of those middle class people always wanted to be rich, and so they're becoming rich, and they're still saying forget the poor people. We ain't got time to focus on them. We're all about ours. And that's where I was getting at. Everybody is an individual in this thing, and the individual is supposed to join into the collective. But it's gotten to the point where now we've put so much in, blood, sweat, tears, and our lives into the collective that most of us, especially us that are poor, and what I mean by poor, I don't mean broke. I'm not broke. I'm poor. Okay? I don't have $100,000 liquid assets that I could get into something um, big time and make a million dollars in another two or three years just off of what I have now. I, I, I have a humble thing. I have, a, I have a little change in the bank. I got a little change in my pocket, and I have a money-generating business. That's all great, right? And I have a job, too. I don't know. It's not really a job. I work for an entity. It's difficult to work for an entity, but they pay me to do what I'm volunteering to do. But that's great. So I have these, in, these streams of income. I also have a business where I sell products, my Mac 365 for you ladies 
and your husband just ain't getting you right, and you want a little bit more from him than what you're getting, you know, you pop a little bit of this in his sweet tea, swirl it around, give him an hour or so, he is going to do something to you amazing. Now, I didn't mean to start off and get commercials, but, hey, I, I pay everything right now for this particular show to be aired on all these formats, and uh, I might as well. It's a sad dog that won't wag his own tail is what I heard. Um, so, anyway, the, the fact that we have the buffer, the fact that individuals are the attention, that means politics is local because we're all local wherever we are. Now, if you're focused on where I started going on this rabbit hole, with the national politics in November this year, you're still missing the mark with the local. Give you a case in point what's going on now in Milwaukee, where I have many, 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 many family members, more than I can count because I don't know them all. My family comes out of East Moline, Illinois, as far as my mom's side, my dad's side, Paducah, Kentucky. As far as I know, none of my Paducah, Kentucky family on the Johnson side are in Milwaukee, but on my mom's side, the Owens, we are thick in Milwaukee, okay? Now, if y'all don't know, Milwaukee just held an election, and they're doing this election even though this coronavirus thing is going on, even though it's Republicans trying to take over a Democratic state, they're trying and they're doing their best because they had these people go vote. Three, what is it? There's 600-something thousand people in the state, and they have, I mean, in the city of Milwaukee, and they had five polling locations for 600-something thousand people to vote. Crazy as hell. That's over 100,000 people can vote if there were 100,000 voters. You have to take away the people who are ineligible. But we're still, even if it was 100,000 people, you want 25,000, you want 20,000 people to vote at one poll? That's crazy. 20,000 people at each poll is basically 100,000. But there's 600 and something thousand people in the city. And so they, these Republicans fought, and this, this Republican uh, Judge Kelly fought against it and said, oh, no, we're not going to let these folks turn out in droves in a couple months. We want that lower voter turnout because a lower voter turnout means a vote for Trump, and they know it. So people didn't want to stand in lines because they didn't want to get sick, and then the lines were so long, people had to wait three to five hours to vote. Banana. So when we think about local in Milwaukee, how is your uh, uncle, who is not old enough, let's say he's 54, He's not old enough to get a mail-in ballot. He doesn't have any health condition, and he decides to want to go vote, but, you know, he's got to, you know, he can't stand up for very long. And he comes in there, and he, uh, he got to stand in line three hours. No, I ain't going to stand in three hours. He's going to leave. Go get him something. I don't know if that's you, Sierra, but if whoever that is that's uh, tuned in on the line, if you want to chime in and speak, hit the number one. That way I know you want to speak. So anybody who calls into that 515 515- 605-9375, I see you, but I don't add you in unless you do what you just did, and I appreciate you because I hate you lifting your mouth. I really don't like that. People do. I don't. Okay. Who is that we have on the line from uh, the H-Town phone number? Hey, Brandon, this is Cleo. How you doing, my brother? What's going on, Cleo? Now, this is an educated brother here. Cleo, we're talking politics. One, it's good to hear your voice, and, and, and two, I want to stay on topic. We're talking about all politics is local. You can jump in anywhere you would like to. But right now, I'm really at the point we're talking about how, how it is local and what that means to us. 
Yeah, well, first I want to talk about, you know, there's this trope out there that people don't want to do politics because they don't like politics. And I want to address that by right. saying this, is that politics is power. And the people that don't engage in yeah. politics don't have power. And people without power are slaves. So I want the people to think about that when they talk about they don't do politics because politics is power. Let's go a little deeper. Come on, tell us. Tell us, tell us what kind of power does a person have when they participate at e- even the most lowest level, which that is just voting, not voicing your opinion, but just casting your vote. Tell us where the power comes from for an individual that chooses to participate. Paul, first of all, you start with just something simple that since you mentioned I'm an educator with school board. Like school board members determine what kind of policies happen to your child, mm-hmm. how your child is dealt with when things happen at the school. What kind of programs come to your child's school? So that's a form of power because if we're not taking care of the kids, then we're not taking care of our future. So that's the greatest power there is. Okay. Now, from the school, schools are always local. What about the municipal part of, of voting and participating? Where does an individual's power come with the municipal? Yeah, quite, quite simply. When we think about when we have certain businesses come to our part of a town or banks or other yeah. institutions of that nature, which give us power. So transportation, roads, all those things are connected to power and us determining how those services are divvied out by people that we hold accountable through the power of the vote. Okay. Now, let's talk about that a little bit for y'all because I told y'all I'm going to break this down where everybody can get it, and we're going to serve this up where it's palatable for everybody. So let's give you, for instance, you know how sometimes you notice that police patrol in a certain area more than they do in other areas, and then you hear the line, well, there's more crime in that area. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that, I'm not talking to you, Cleo, I'm giving a rhetorical question to everybody. Do you think that if more people had eyes on the other side of town, there would be less crime? The answer is no. Everybody is involved in some kind of way, I mean not every individual, but every community has some form of a legal activity going on. You can call it what you want. A lot of people like to call it blue-collar and white-collar. Crime is crime. If there were police on the other side of town like they were on this side of town, I'm just saying that as if I live on the side of town with police patrol, but you get what I'm saying, there would be a lot of pulling over of people there too, right? And hence a lot more opportunity to create an avenue for an arrest, which goes down in the books as crime. So with local politics municipally, when the city, if you're concerned about with what's going on in your neighborhood and why things aren't so good, then who are you voting for, for your local person to represent you when it comes to your city? And if that person isn't someone that's representing you or doing things that you feel are helping to even the, the playing field, make things more not equal, but equitable to us and them, whoever them is, um, then you are actually part of the problem if you're not voting. Like Cleo says, 
because it is something that helps you figure out stuff not only for your kids, but stuff for you, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, your mom and dad, right? So so what else you got to comment on, Cleo? You you on here, man. We we can talk. We got another 30 minutes or so. I, I, I love to have feedback and communication. I'm hoping Sierra, she mentioned the comment. Oh, she, Cleo dropped off. That's okay, brother. You can call back in. I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring the lines. I do everything. Producer, um, whatever you want to call it. Boom. Look at it. I'm controlling the, I'm controlling the audio. I'm controlling the visual. You know, I, I can even, I, I, I even have control of the lighting. You know what I'm saying? That's me. It's all me. So I'm here. So, so anyway, you have all these things that are aspects of politics just right in your backyard. Let's not even. Okay, let's go to another level. The state level and the county level, your taxes, that's where your big taxes come from, right? The roads and bridges, the, the, the um, security when it comes to criminal justice, we pay for these folks to work on these roads. Why do we have potholes, right? And, and we're paying them to work on it. Uh, when it comes to criminal justice, why are they picking on our people when they pull us over? Our voices are being heard. See, people don't pick on folks in areas where the politicians say, hey, police chief, police commissioner, uh, whatever you are, uh, sheriff, um, my constituents are saying that your officers are doing X, Y, Z, and you know your review is coming up. Now, the sheriff is elected. Most chiefs are appointed or hired in by a city, a municipality, but Trust and believe that if the sheriff has deputies out there and the sheriff gets elected in and you say, hey, look, we got 100,000 people that's willing to vote you up out of here. We have 100 people, no matter what size county you live in. I don't care if it's 100 or 100,000 to get a sheriff in or a million in a large city like maybe New York or whatever. But if you're not uh, in, the, in the know of who these people are, you're going to be left out. And it's real easy to get left out. So if your voice isn't heard, not only at the polls to get the people in that are going to do for you what you want done as an individual for the collective and then the collective to pay you back for saying, you know, hey, look, I want these sanctions or I want this lifted off of me. I don't want to deal with this bullshit no more. Uh, uh, then your voice is not being heard, but it's only heard because you know who they are. Now, I'm a firm believer that every person needs to know who every one of their elected officials is. I know who my city councilman is. His name is Ray Wade. I know who the mayor is. His name is Andy Mack. I know who my, who's the next level, my county commissioner is, Shannon Brown. I know who my county judge is, Bill Stout. Next level, uh, state congressman, Jay Dean, former mayor. State senator, Brian Hughes. Uh, congressman, oh, shit, Louis Gohmert. State senators, we have two. They cover the whole state. There's no half and half. We have um, Ted Cruz and what's that other name? John Cornyn. And then you move up from there the whole statewide, you have Greg Abbott as the governor. That's everybody that's politics, what I consider local, up to the state level. And then, and, and well, the U.S. Congress and the U.S. Senate, so that's state and U.S. And then above that, of course, is the coup de grace, um, 
this dumb son bitch. I, I can't even say his name because I don't want it to get any algorithms. But you know what I'm saying. Go say dumb son bitch. You know what I'm saying. That, that's all, I'm gonna leave that at. You know. If y'all don't like cussing, I understand. But that's the only word I can say because I don't like saying his name because if you put it out there in the atmosphere, it gets energy. And I don't want that energy to be turned into something that gives them a boost or his and, and them, his and him and his any kind of boost. So I keep, I don't want to say the name because I know that how algorithms work. Um, they hear it, they put it out there, and they they think that you're you're um, supporting them. And I say his name, I don't want to support him. So I advise y'all to not even call him something else. Don't 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 call him the name because even if you put it in the atmosphere in a conversation. With people, that energy is out there, and 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 the, and the, and the universe. What is that? Because I was gonna type it. No, don't type it because you know if you type it, it goes in the algorithms and say, look at how many times his name was mentioned on Facebook. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna give him the privilege of hearing my name, my voice say his name. So politics is local. I named all my elected officials up to the state level country level. Now, how is it that we don't have power? When I say we, I'm I'm now referring to black folks. In America, in places like Mississippi and Alabama. Hey, what's going on, Kay? Rang, 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 Rang Marie. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to say that name, but I've never seen that name before. I don't know who you are, but I'm excited that you're here. So, hello. I don't know if you're a guy or a lady, so I don't say hi to guys. I only say what's up to guys. But if you're a lady, hi. I don't know. That might be very, that might be very sexist or whatever. But I just don't say hi to men. I grew up like that. I'm sorry. Welcome to the Gumbo Talk. So now as we think about all that stuff we talk about our local officials and voting is important, I want to break down the solutions. A lot of our solutions come in the form of us simply casting our vote. That, that's a lot of our solutions. That's not the only solution, though, in voting. So whether you vote or not, these people still represent you. Do you have, you're from New Zealand, and you're a female? New Zealand? I love New Zealand. I love my aboriginal bloodline that I have from that part of the world. So y'all welcome New Zealand to the house. <laughs> but so when we, we think of... Um, the fact that even though you may not vote and you don't want to vote, that doesn't mean you can't participate. Now, you have a lesser role because you don't participate in the voting, but that doesn't minimize your importance. The important thing is is that you interact and you inspire. Some people in my world, when I used to be heavily involved in civil rights, said, you become an agitator. You got to shake things up. See, a lot of things, when you put clothes in a washing machine or if you're washing them by hand, 
You have to agitate. In fact, hold on. Let me use this word, agitate. That helped me do something that's even better than, than that. So this virus is going on, and everybody's running to get toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and uh, what else? Get paper towels and disinfectant wipes. Okay. So let's 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 talk about agitation. The best form of fighting the virus is one keeping your hands clean and keeping away from people that might breathe, cough, sneeze, and do anything else that would would put droplets in the air or on surfaces where you would touch them and or they would get into your respiratory system, okay? Agitation. Let me tell you what agitation is. The best form to fight this thing with germs on your hands is to wash them with soap. Now, that doesn't mean you put put soap on your hands and you do this like most of y'all. Tell the truth. Most of y'all just doing this and you're putting soap on your hand, and you're doing this number, and you're doing that for 20 seconds, you might be even singing happy birthday to yourself, and then you're done. That's okay. Now, that is just simply voting, right? But being impactful would be the fact that when you learn that soap and water are the best things to kill viruses on surfaces in your hands. But it isn't just putting the soap and water on your hands doing this. You you gotta agitate it. You gotta get in there and scrub and you gotta get the back of your hands, both hands, you gotta get that thumb, both thumbs, you gotta get in between those fingers, and you gotta get those fingertips. You got the agitation of the soap and water. I'm talking about politics, y'all. The agitation of soap and water on your hand breaks the, y'all look it up, it breaks the membrane up around a virus. The soap and the agitation, the cleanliness and the pressure break up the membrane of virus. And in just a few moments, with heavy agitation, oh yeah, under the nail, what's going on, Burnett? That's one of my sisters. They're never What's up, Bernard? So um, the agitation breaks up the cell of the virus, therefore getting in the cell wall and killing it. The same thing with voting and then not only just voting, but voicing your opinion at these meetings that they have. If, if you have not visited, see, I've visited not only my, 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 my council person, my mayor, I visited the congressmen, state congressmen, the state senator's office. I know where they are in Austin. I know where they are in my community. And then I also visited their offices in Washington, D.C. I have not been to the White House. I don't have no plan on going until probably after January 2021, uh, hopefully. But if, if then, it might be January 2025 or whatever. But the point of it is, is that you've got to know who they are to know who you agitate. See, with Louis Gomer, I agitate him, but I also know how to get to his staff. Let me tell you all a secret. Louis Gomer's staff in Washington, D.C., they like Whataburger ketchup. They can get Whataburger ketchup in Washington, D.C. because Whataburger ain't like that. But they can eat sexy and they love Whataburger. Whataburger got their own kind of ketchup. 
take that water burger ketchup that you see with you and take it in the dough, and you got a little ask or you got some information you want to give them, and watch how quickly that gets causes. You see what I'm saying? It isn't always about the person that's in the office that you elect, but the people around them. I've always been friendly to receptionists and secretaries. I've always been friendly to them. The point of it is, is it's a relationship. It's not only a relationship with the individual, it's a relationship with the people around that individual. And if you want to get closer to something, you've got to get in there. You've got to agitate things. You've got to shake things up. Agitation isn't always a bad thing. Agitation is getting rid of stuff, and agitation is also introducing something new. When my clothes go in the washing machine, guess what that thing in the middle of it is? It's an agitator. The agitator shakes it around so that the soap can get in there and clean out all that grease that come off my body in there. See what I'm saying? And, and, and then guess what? I got clean clothes that I put in the dryer. When I get out, thank God I got a washer and dryer in my own house. And I ain't got to go to the washer table. See what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, Whataburger ketchup is the truth. I can you, Jessica. And see, what you say being present and informed is essential. The more they see you, the better. The more you know, even better. That's right. That's right. So I don't know what you hot of that uh, storyteller, but, you know, I just be talking. But there's some truth in that. So anyway, the agitation, getting to know you, knowing them, when you walk in the door, they already know they done own something, and they know you come. When I walk in the door, listen, let me give you all a story. One time I was doing, I was still working for the MHMR, and I was doing my forensic thing, but I also uh, am an expert in setting up specialty courts. I know the justice system. Not only do I know the justice system, I know how to set up specialty courts in the justice system. I know how to set up court dockets and all that. That's, my, that's one of my um, repertoires in my, my tool belt. So leaving that there, I went to a conference down in Bastrop, Texas, and we were there, and we ended up having a legislative trip, and they wanted us to go talk to our senators and our congressmen in Austin, which is only a couple minutes down the road. So we got on all these charter buses. I think we had about 10 of them. It was judges, district attorneys, probation officers, defense attorneys, everybody that works in drug treatment court, mostly in the state of Texas, and then some of us who worked in mental health treatment court, and the very few who worked in veterans treatment court, which are all specialty courts. We even have prostitution courts in the state of Texas. So um, they wanted us to load up on the bus, and we did, and we went to to the legislative meeting. Well, this is a story. This is just me. I go, I'm like, all hell, here we go. I went through Leadership Longview back in 2007, and the main chief aide to Brian Hughes, who's now a state senator, who was at the time a congressman in Mineola, Texas, and not a senator, his chief aide was a friend of mine from Leadership Longview all the way back to 2007. I think this story, what I'm telling you about, took place in 2016. I had known this girl almost nine years. She had told this guy, Brian, he was about me. He knew me before he ever really met me. So I was like, oh, hell. So J.D. knows me because he used to be the mayor here in the city. We used to be cool, but then he kind of messed up on some things. I had to get on that ass, and so we not cool. So anyway. I go go to Austin, 30-minute trip from Bastrop, and uh, pull up in the, uh, what's my time like? 848 or 840? 
Lord, tell me, or it's 848. I, I, I can get the story out. So I pull up at the uh, thing. It's a few hundred of us. We all got on the same shirt. And we go and we get in, finally get into the uh, to the Capitol building. And they're in session, both uh, the Senate and the Congress. They're meeting. So I go to the offices first. I had never been to the office while uh, J.D. was in the office, but I had been there when uh, Simpson, David Simpson, and I had definitely been there when, uh, who was before David Simpson? Tommy Merritt was in there. Tommy Merritt and I, we got like this, right? We get in there, and all of us, and then it was a couple people from my area that were with me, and most of them know me because of the specialty court, because I'm in the specialty court thing. Yeah, all of them know me, and um, but not all of them know me, know me, but a few of them do. And uh, they knew at the time I was the president of the, the NAACP, right? So I'm not in there on that. I'm in there on my, my, my job thing, right, on, on, this, on this organization I'm a part of for, for court. So when I get into the office, uh, a guy I know uh, from community work, his daughter is now the chief aide to the new congressman, uh, J.D., so she sees me come in the office. She says, hey, Mr. Johnson, how are you? I felt good about that. You know, I walk in the office, these other people with me, these people down in Austin know who I am, but they're from Longview. So I'm like, okay, they know who I am. They've been around, been around a while. So I said, hey, how you doing? I forget the girl's name, and I'm not going to say her name, because she was cool shit, young, 20, 2021, 20, something like that. And uh, there was this other aide that, 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 that walks around and does a lot of paperwork running. You know, he might have been even an intern. I think he was an intern. So they say, are you here to visit uh, Congressman or whatever, Dean, Representative Dean? That's what they call him, Representative. Representative Dean, and I was like, you mean Jay? You know what I'm saying? They call him his name. I ain't calling him you know, a title. I mean, you, Jay. I know who you are. And Brian, when I go see him, I'm not calling him no senator. I don't miss you even calling him Brian. Okay? So, um, Long story short, they were in session in the chambers downstairs. And when I went, I knew that down there, near there, was the senator's office. So I said, okay, whoop-de-whoop. So dude, I forget his name, carries me. He walks me. And a couple other people, they walk with me. They're from the area. They walk behind us. We walk, and he's talking. He's like, hey, uh, the people know you in the office. What do you do? And I told him. I said, but really, I'm just a cool cat. You know, I like to represent my people. And um, I don't take, you know, a whole lot of bullshit. You know, and so he knew. You know, I said he wasn't from Longview. He was from like Dallas, I think, but he was an intern. I think. So he said, "Well, such and such, the girl I was going to tell your name, said that 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 you that I we needed to get the rep, um, Mr. Dean, out of the thing." I said, "Okay, out of the chambers because they're in there listening and session the people talking about things that they're going to vote for legislation." Right? And so he said, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you by, by the senator's office. So he took me over there. I get in there. Other people don't know me. I don't know many people from there. Um, and so um, get in there. And just so happened he wasn't in there either. But when we left, he was walking in. And he said, oh, there he goes. He said, but he looks busy. He's walking fast. I said, don't worry about it. We'll stop. So I went over there, and I introduced myself because we hadn't really met that much in person. And I said, uh, hi, my name is Brandon. He said, oh. Are you Mr. Johnson from Longview? And I said, yeah. He said, I know about you. I said, who you know about? You know, his friend, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to talk about you all the time when you guys did leadership Longview. And um, anything I can do to help you, what are you here for? What's going on? You have a problem? 
let me get let me get such and such on it, and let me, let me listen to you. That one of my office, I'll be there in five minutes. I said, no, I'm just here for this group. You see your shirt. I turn around, look at the back. We just kind of want to let you know about such and such. I'm not really that hip on the thing against the marijuana, but we're going to get that changed because I think you need to lift the legislation on it. That was against the group's thing, by the way. And I said, I'm, I'm just basically here because uh, of this, and I just want to let you know that this is what I'm an advocate for, not just the other stuff. Because I, at the time, I was also the East Texas director for the state NAACP. I had a lot of roles in that thing, and, and, and that's not important, but he knew who I was, right? So he said, okay, anytime. Here's my card, and he turned it over. He wrote his own personal cell on it. Boom, boom, boom. I still got it in my phone. Um, and then we went to the chambers. Jadine was in there. They in there voting, right? I know I'm like five minutes in on the story, but I'm giving you a picture, right, of why politics is local and why politics is important and the relationships that you have with people. Now, mind you, I done been up and down this dude's back as the mayor his last couple of years in office because he was doing a lot of messing up. He didn't really care about this side of town, right? He just cared about his thing, and he did whatever he wanted to do because he knew he was a lame duck his last couple of years out of the three-year terms that he served. So he was just doing whatever he wanted to do and did a lot of crazy stuff, and I got on his ass about so what happened was a young man that was walking me around and sending me send off, he gets to the chambers. I can't go inside. You can only go inside if you have something to say about the topic. I, and there wasn't any seats because it was busy in there. So we get in there, and I'm standing out in the thing. Now, there's a bunch of state troopers, right, at, at security, state troopers security, uh, the, the, the Austin Capitol, right? So the, the, the state troopers are all out there thick. Now, if you was a regular Negro, you get nervous, but I ain't nervous about nothing. I know who I am, and I know what I stand on. they just out there, but I couldn't go in because they got a guy that's like a parliamentarian or like the – no, he's not a parliamentarian. He's a sergeant at arms that watches the door. And you know anything about the organizations like the, uh, like the, the Masons and all that, they got people on the door. You can't come in and they're in session, right? They stop anybody can come in. But the aides can go in and talk to the rep because that aide is that rep's right hand. There might be some news. So dude can go in. I'm standing outside talking to all of these people in the same white T-shirt out there from all over the, the state, and we're just all talking to each other, whoopie, whoopie, whoop. And um, next thing you know, the white boy comes out, and he says, oh, I talked to the rep. He's going to come out. I said, oh, I wasn't expecting him to come out. He said, no. He said, when I told him your name, he said, I'm going to come out. And I'm going to tell you all, this is not just me. This is you. This is the power you have when you build a relationship with your local politicians. This son bitch came out of there in like two minutes. They was in there finna go on something. He comes out. He says, hey, Brandon, you know how they get when they turn red in the face, right? Folks, they turn red in the face. They don't know. You know, you can kind of tell when they nervous and they uptight because they turn red. And that be red. No offense to my New Zealand people, but you know how it goes. People get nervous when they pale skin and they turn red. So he comes out. He says, Brandon, what's going on, man? What's the problem now? What can I have? I said, ain't no problem. I said, I'm here for this. I said, I left some paperwork in your office. I really would like you to vote for that stuff when it comes up. It's a no-brainer. All the local judges, I said, Blabham, Charles, Simpson. Uh, that was the only one because it's like criminal stuff. When it comes to those specialty courts, that's the only courts that had it. An old boy that does the family court, I forget his name. He did it, too, sometimes down there in the 307. He was 307. I can't remember his name. But anyway, I said, boom, boom. I said, they all support it. I said, we need you to vote for this when it comes up. He said, done. They're like that. And he shakes my hand. He says, so how you been? I said, I'm all right. I said, you know, you don't have to go through all these motions. You know, we know how we feel about each other. This is about business. 
you got helping out the constituents. You know how you are about the drugs. Because, you know, he was a big person in getting that K2 made illegal in Texas because of what happened to the guy at Pizza King. You know, the grandson of the Pizza King owner died from smoking that K2. So J.D. knew all of that. So this thing was a no-brainer. But I told him also, I said, hey, look, this marijuana thing, this cannabis thing, you know, chill on that, though. But, but everything else, we need these specialty courts to get, you know, more funding so that we can get people rolling through the courts. Again. So you see how it wasn't about me when I got there. Although my name and my presence preceded me, it can only happen because not only do I vote, I knew a few thousand people who voted just like me. So if you want to stay in office, right, these people want to stay in office, People like me can just say a word, and we got a few thousand people that don't do it, don't vote for it, and they want them votes. They don't care about nothing but votes. So if you got the power, not only in your one vote, but I tell people this all the time, get your family in a block. Get you a network of people that you always talk to, your friends that come by, all them folks that like your page, and start putting that real out there. Oh, that's somebody gave me a private comment. I'm, I'm, I didn't know that, but you know, you know that it's true. I'm not gonna say who that person was. They know it's true that that dude died from overdosing. So, um, uh, long story short, I went in there on my own ten toes, right? But my reputation preceded me because they knew that I represented more than just myself. I never go into a place singing I. I always go in singing we. I learned that from Tommy Mary. So know that we are all important. It's 8.58, and we ain't going to have uh, – let's see. What time does this show start? What time? What, what do we got? What do we got? We got people that have sent text messages. Hey, Mom. see my mom listening. We'll call in and listen. Oh, Facebook, Facebook froze up. I didn't know that it froze up. It might have froze up on her, but we ain't got but ninety seconds left. I probably should extend it, y'all. I, I, I apologize. You think you get off? But I ain't got nothing to do to talk to y'all. I'm gonna extend it by thirty minutes. So, so what happened? I'm not gonna go that whole thirty. So what happened was because. I did more than both because I made sure that people knew my name and that I was always coming not on my own behalf, but on people that think and believe and have ideologies like me, that I had more of a voice. When I went in there, it wasn't one voice. It was thousands of voices. No matter if that's true or not. There might be there might be a couple, a few hundred, but they have influence. See what I'm saying? And if you can influence 500 people, how many 500 people can influence others? How many of the 500 can influence others? And you see that how the snowball works. It's not about us as individuals. It's about the collective. But the collective isn't necessarily about the entire country because I don't represent those folks that support this dude that's sitting at 1600. They're not my people. And there are some people who don't think like him. They're not my people either. But the folks that do, I care about, 
And when I go into a place, now, storyteller, take your time. Take, okay, good. Storyteller, just make a comment on here. You've seen me in private settings get down on some of these folks. I'm not lying to y'all. I ain't got no reason to lie. I lose out on opportunities because I tell people what it is. I don't care that you got a powerful position nowhere. You're talking me crazy. You can expect me to go upside you with the same tongue, this way, that way, in the third. Shut your mouth, putting your, your mouth on you. Don't do it. And let me hear about it. And, and a lot of us are timid, and I understand why you're timid. Everybody can't do it. So it takes people who can do it to represent the folks that can. I learned that. And did it cost me? It cost me money. It cost me my job. It cost me, yeah, I lost a job over it. I lost income over representing my people. Now, I take it a little bit easier now. I'm a little bit smarter about the tongue. But trust me, it's still there. People can still get it, but you have to be more smart every time so that people um, that aren't necessarily friendly to you don't look at you as an enemy. It's not about um, when you're doing an ask. Like me, I was doing an informational and an ask. The informational was, I left him information in his office. Ask was, I need you to vote for him. I took care of that. You said yes. There were several people. When I said there were people standing around in the circle when he did this, he didn't pay attention to none of them. He didn't shake their hand. Several people there, they heard it. It's constituent. So if he didn't do it, they would know he was a liar. Got to have witnesses. Uh, let's see here. Comment that said, uh, you're right, everyone can't do it. Uh, some people are the chair of certain committees and have great vision for how to advance civic engagement and cultural progression. He is, you're right. There's got to be the right person to fit. You gotta, but you've got to be able to speak their language in a way that they understand. And a lot of times when it gets into local politics, the only way they understand is a mild threat. Not a threat like if you don't do it, I'm going to do this. It's a threat like, I'm going to ask you to do this. But you know the capability that comes behind if you don't do it. You know the capability. I hope we can all connect soon to the, how we can work together to advance Mission for the city. I don't have a mission for the city. I'm talking to a person that's inboxing me, so I don't say their names in the inbox, only if you are on the live stream. I, I don't have a particular mission because I'm not as involved as I once was. What my thing is, is at this point, and I told you, this individual I'm talking to, you know you are, well, I told you when I saw you at my building on campus that day was. I'm willing to help out people who want to come up behind the ones that are doing it now. And if you want to learn some things that I have to teach, I'm willing to teach, but I'm not in the game that way anymore. That's not my thing because I've moved on. I moved on. I'm, I'm more like a regular constituent now. But if I have to come out the game 
Don't think I don't still swing a stick. Don't think I don't think for a moment I won't swing a stick. But right now I'm learning systems. I'm learning things that I never learned before, so that I'm going to be more impacted in the less in the next five years. Um, it's the next five years I'll be about 45, 47 years old. By the time I'm 50, I hope to be this. I really do. So I'm going to be I'm going to be around. But I'm I'm that type of person that right now I'm not the front runner. I'm more in the background. And if it's something I don't like, I can bow out gracefully without everybody knowing because I just don't get down with it. You know, that's just that's the way I'm at now. Um, I'm more of a consultant, if you will. So, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm still around. Uh, and and I, yeah, I do have an impact for sure. So I can help you with that. So she's asking about being impactful. I still have an impact because right now I'm building up what I should have built up a long time ago, and that's more of the people on the block. I spent a lot of time on the block. Not now because this virus, but prior to this virus, I spent a lot of time really on the block, you know, these people that, that uh, everybody looks down on, that the police constantly harass and arrest and put in jail. That's my people. You know, because I know they have influence on a whole bunch of other people. And people that don't know any better, they can do better, but it's going to take somebody that can that, that, that can get to them on a level I can't anymore because I'm not, out, I'm not a part of that. I know it, and I am that, but I'm not in it. And it takes people in the mix to do it. But I'm still, like I said, I'm a consultant. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young OG. And, and a young OG has to be an OG. I can't be doing the things nobody else is that they know I'm capable, if that, if that makes sense. So having said all this, when it comes to, to all politics being local and how we impact um, not only our, our neighborhood, right, you've got to be out. Uh, somebody told me the other day, man, you keep your yard good. I'm like, well, you know, this is perfect. Yards and it take four hours to cut the grass. God bless you, Paul. But it gets done. And I didn't know how many people looked at that. And I didn't know if you were that's cool. I'm Mine is actually horrible. Comparatively speaking, my neighborhood is nice, you know. And and so it, it takes things like that. you got to take care of your yard. Okay? And then once you take care of your yard, you know, when things come up locally, like, hey, look, these guys are – these guys are uh, over here doing some stuff over here in this house. I don't know. I said, well, call the police. Don't ask me. You do it yourself. I don't want listen. I know people have to do things to make money. Uh, so I can do it. Oh, yeah. You got to have everybody. You got to have some good folks on the other, that look like the other folks, of course. But uh, good you got to have some folks that look like other folks to help But the, the thing I'm saying is this. If we clean up our own front porch, sweep, sweep around our own porch, and I'm not saying it has to be a Mac. But if you got a yard, ain't got to be no grass. 
he believes on it. You got a porch. It ain't nothing better. But a few feet this way and a few feet that way. Keep dust off of it. If every now and again if some stuff needs a little touch up paint, you slap some paint on it. You get respect from your neighbors. Your neighbors respect you, they'll talk to you, they'll say things to you. And then hopefully that you'll inspire them to be the same to their people. Even more so, they'll come to you and ask you for advice. And if they ask you for advice, they trust you. You don't want to ever lose that trust. So you be honest and open with them to the limit that you can. From there, they tell people about you. It's people that I've never met before when I when I go in the store. That's why I always hate going to the store. I'm I, I don't care about not going in the store that often because of the coronavirus. Because I hate going to the store because there's too many people in there. Everybody always got something to say. Hey, Brandon, I'm like. In a conversation, I really didn't ask for it. Hey, I want to ask you something, man. I didn't mean to get it with you. And I was like, man, they didn't even respect the fact that I just came in and just get some, get some onion. That's all I wanted. I didn't ask for onions and 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 a conversation. I really didn't. I'm 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 be real with you. I don't want to get all these conversations. But anyway, the the point that what I'm getting at is is that you can have influence very easily. Um, just by starting with you and then from there and, and how you, you treat the people around you, right? A little, little respect goes a long way. When you do this, you, you become a politician. I am, I'm going to say this for the first time, and don't y'all dare think that that means I'm going to run for any office. I am a politician. I, 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 I'm just coming into realization. I'm a politician. The people call on me to lead in certain ways. So I'm definitely, I've been a leader all my life. My mom was listening to me. My mom say, I don't want you hanging around Chance and Harvey. They're bad influences. Mom, you're listening. I was more of an influence on them, and they told me that, that they were on me. Yeah, I didn't grow up doing the things that they did. I had both my mom and daddy at home, and they loved me more than any mom and dad could love any each other. I know that. But your son was a beast. I did, I did a lot of stuff. I'll never tell it while you can hear it, but trust me, they, I was an influence on them when I moved into the hood. I, you know, I used to look at my mom she was like, you need to stay away from them. I did to stay away from me. Really and truly, it is about how you carry yourself. You impact and, and you influence and you encourage people around you, whether or not you know it. And it's incumbent upon you to act like it at all times. Sometimes I want to be disrespectful. Sometimes I want to do things like everyday Joe Blow does. But if I were to go out here and something happened to me, then guess what people would say? Ah, oh, look at him. He ain't nothing. 
I've told you time and time again, I ain't shit. I tell people that. I used to tell them that, like, we'd be in meetings. I used to have meetings for this major organization. I was the president of it one time. I used to tell them, like, man, when I get out of here, y'all, I'm going to drink me some yak. And they'd be like, oh, man, you so crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They thought, people that know me know. Now, this, tonight, it ain't that. If I'm on this right here, I'm only showing y'all a picture of it because in a few more days, on the 18th, it's my daddy's birthday. When I was a kid, that was my daddy and my uncle's thing that I'll be sharing. And I'm having a tough time this year. Probably with all this coronavirus stuff going on and you're in the house and you're, you're, not, you're not seeing the people, you're not getting stress off of you like you normally do, being around people real close, hugging. You know, black people, you know how we do. When we shake hands, we in and we all up on one another. If I'm ear to ear with my brother. What's going on? Black? You good? You sound on back. I'm good. You right up in there. You know, I ain't had that. And it's too much. Been a month and a half. When this first thing kicked off, I was in it. I was, I was, I was in it. I was like, you ain't got to tell me twice. I know I got to say this. I got my mom. She's elderly. I got my little boy. What is you getting out the cigarette? The popsicle? That's my youngest. So I went to see him right quick. I told my mom, that's my youngest. I don't need him getting sick. Come here. I don't need him getting sick, and I'll be out here in this week with him. I don't know. 
I know the other one. I don't have any. I only got three neighbors. Okay, across the street, but he doesn't live here. It's just his office over there. And, but I know everybody that works at the family dollar across the street, and they know me. I don't go in there sideways. I always show them the step. So when it comes time to vote, I'm going to tell them, hey, look, it's time to vote. I got voter registration cards. I got 3,000 of them out there in the shed. If you have any voter registration card, I don't care what county you're in. I got ones that go straight to the Austin. I got the ones that can go straight to Greg County because I live in Greg County. You pick, you need to get voter registration cards, come holler at your boy. I'll give you some. I, get them from, I got them from Austin years ago, and I can't go through them. It's my own little individual stockpile. No, I'm about to do it. I'm all that. I um, It's all about getting that vote out, but then you getting people that you know that are 17, about to be 18, to vote, and then youngsters that never voted before to say, hey, look, let's go down this ballot. I'm going to give you this printout. You take that in there with you, and this is how you vote. Yeah, it's a little effort. What, you want me to do all the effort? No. You do it yourself. But you tell them, hey, look, at least vote for this. Don't vote for Trump. For what is it going to be, Biden, probably? If Bernie Sanders dropped out? Vote for Biden. I'm going to vote for Biden. Do I like Biden? Yeah. Do I like him better than I do this other dude? Right? I hope I didn't say his name. I might have. But anyway, one time ain't too bad in 90 minutes. The point is, Jessica, I know. You act like I don't know. I've been that way since I was six. I like you fucking remember. And, B, I don't know what you're laughing at. B, I miss your mama. I miss your mama at my best friend's place. You know, she's getting her hair done at Freddy's. And he's cut up. That's, I didn't expect the time before she passed. I didn't know that was your mama. I didn't know you you was even related to that lady. But anyway, I miss your mama. I miss my daddy. I miss my Aunt Peanut. I miss my boy Elton. I miss my Uncle Buddy, my Uncle Johnny. I miss Dr. Harper. I miss Coach Stewart. Oh, and I was talking about her today. I seen her granddaughter. I was over at friend's house on before I was on the way home, just stopping by to holler at him. And she came next door to her grandmother, her other grandmother's house on her dad's side. That her grandmother on her mom's side was Hazel Moon. Man, that was my friend. That was my first friend from Long in Long. Oh my God, Hazel Moon. We was something else. But just saying this, even if you don't like those, even if you don't care that much, them folks that went on. But the transition, they can't vote. You can vote for them. If you're anything like me, you know a few people that have that are either incarcerated or on papers. That means on parole or probation for y'all that don't know. They can't vote in the state of Texas. In many states they can't vote. Vote for them. It, 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 it's people locked up right now that got parole. They can't get out because this virus got the parole office closed, and they sitting in prison 
with people with this virus in their own cell and they can't get out. What if they're still in there in November? And when they get out, are they going to be on papers? Vote for them? I mean, stop being selfish. Never did I say be selfish. I'm saying you've got to represent you and your own thing, but no matter which way you vote, vote that way. Please don't vote for the dude that's currently in office. Please note that a lot of these elections have been postponed except for Milwaukee until, you know, the summertime. That's a local election. That You need to vote in that more than you vote the president. I would rather you vote for your city council, your school board, and your county level in the state before you vote for the president. I'm sorry. Y'all probably think that that's stupid, but let me tell you, all politics is more. I'd rather see you vote for the people that you can see every day than a person you'll probably never meet in your life. I've never met a president person. I've never met this current dude. I've never been Obama, neither one of the Bushes, Clinton. I've been up to one degree separated from them. I know people who know them personally. Uh, Carter, that's the only one who's living. Let's say Reagan. Reagan, no, I met him. And my mom would tell you I was a fan of Reagan. I don't know why I watched President Reagan every address, like faithfully. I didn't know he was a crook. If you don't vote, because you can't or you don't want to, don't inhibit others from doing it. Encourage them to, because you have to understand that everything that comes about, money, infrastructure, education, um, science, how you vote, how you vote, it's important. Do me a favor. I should have said this throughout the show that y'all should start watch parties and share the show. If you would do this, this this would this would help me out a bunch. It's only a few of y'all. I don't know. I don't know how many. Maybe a couple hundred. I don't know how many it is. Um, if you would go to the Gumbo Talk Show page on Facebook, like it, share it, and comment on anything. I don't care. When you like it. So that you get in to know what's going on when the content is in. When you see a comment, and this goes for you too, just a simple thumbs up, like when you when you post on somebody's comment doesn't get the algorithm really up. So like for these comments there, you want to get the real algorithms up, you hit that love button. When I come up here to Jessica's comment. I'm going to laugh and see who come out of you and OG. Um, my girl, my boom queen, I, I'm going to get wild. You get anything else but like You want to get the algorithms up that person so that more people see that thing, do something else than like. I like when I'm just, I see it because it's up on my timeline when I came through and I didn't really have a chance to look at it. I'll hit like and then I'll go back later and I might change it. But, but but do do something for me. I appreciate it. And then also, not only on Facebook, 
um, do I want y'all to like, go to Instagram. Jumbo Talk Show on Instagram. My mom sent a crazy meme, and I shared it. I was like, I can't believe my mom shared it. But it was a good one about the coronavirus. I mean, it's on Instagram. And I, mean, I want y'all to follow me all the way. Soon I'm going to put this thing up on Instagram Live, like I do the, the um, Trap Talk. The two shows I do is here, the Jumbo Talk and then the Trap Talk. Um, comes out in, in, in the middle of the week also um, in the press box on YouTube. And I'm going to start putting these videos up on YouTube as well as I grow. Last thing I want to say before we get out of here, the, uh, if you haven't filed your taxes, file your taxes because you'll be eligible for that coronavirus aid relief Economic Security Act, the CARES Act thing, where you get $1,200 a person and $500 per child. I don't know if it's a limit on the children, but $500 per child. And um, that ain't going to help you with uh, your, your necessarily uh, sustaining you for months, but if you can look at it as a stimulus, you, you take 3400 and you know you and three or four of your other friends got it. Y'all put that together with 10, 10 12, 13 grand. We could start up a, a poetry club, a lounge. We could, start, we could start a business. We could buy a building, put the stuff together. If you can get three or four partners to put that little money in, maybe even just the 2400 or y'all put that in, that's, that's 10 grand. You might even start a restaurant. I don't know. But when, it, when we come out of this particular crunch that we're in, you can use that because you weren't expecting that money. And if you're still working, you're still earning, you can use that. The other thing here, what, what, what I'm looking at is this uh, coronavirus, because of the coronavirus, this SBA uh, loan, sba.gov, I think it's COVID, sba.gov. But anyway, I don't get anything with that. sba.gov has this coronavirus low-interest loan. I think it's like 3.75 or 3.4% interest loan that is delayed on payment for a year, and you can get up to 30-year term on it. On 25 grand at 3.75, you can pay a couple hundred dollars a month back after a year is up to pay back a loan of $25,000 if you have a business that you've been filing taxes on. I have a business. My problem is I'm trying to figure out what I can do to enhance my business to apply for it. Now, the average loan is 10000 okay, or what they want to give is 10000 You can get up to $25,000 without having to have security. That means you don't have to put your house up or a car or something expensive up in order to get over twenty five. You don't have to get over that. Just go for it without having any collateral needed. So, you can get up twenty five thousand with no collateral. So if you got a business with a TIN, you've been filing taxes on your business, and you know your business was impacted by this coronavirus, apply for the maximum. No, you got to pay it back. It's not forgivable. You got to pay it back, but you still have a year before you have to pay it. So if you can do something that could make you uh, the twenty five thousand dollars back within twelve months. That way you have that stimulus of having that 25000 to invest in for your business to enhance it 
or enhance it to the point where you start another business after you get the money, hey, pay them folks their money back before the interest starts accruing big on it. And, hey, you, you, you started something. There's an opportunity out here for us as people. So don't forget that. I'm going to make sure I put that in your psyche before we get out of here. This has been Gumbo Talk. I've talked long enough. My mouth is still juicy, but it's time for me to stop talking. Um, I'm not talking. Thank you. I think that Sunshine number. Thank you, Mom, for listening. Thank you, Sierra. Thank you, Cleo. Thank you, Storyteller. Thank you, Dee. Thank you, Jessica. Who did I miss? I can't see anybody else's. Oh, um, Tay. Tay or T from New Zealand. Y'all put your hands together. And wherever you're at at home, Sierra, I feel here. I'm going to put my hands together for having my first one on from my first person. But for Tay. I haven't had anybody from New Zealand in a while. Tommy, thank you from all the way from the United States to New Zealand and beyond. New Zealand's on the other side of the world, y'all. I didn't make it up. It's in the comments. It's in there. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for listening to this old fat kid from East Moline uh, for uh, commenting in. I'm, I'm so long. And, and I, wanted, I just want y'all to pray also for the folks that have lost loved ones. I, you know, I told y'all last week that we got good news. My cousin in Memphis did not test positive. She was negative for the coronavirus. My uncle in Kilgore, he was negative for the coronavirus. But my mom told me the other day that I have a cousin in East, what I used to she's in Rock Island. She tested positive for the coronavirus. So her and her immediate loved ones, hey, I mean, let's pray for these folks that uh, even had it. And, and, then, and then the folks that have, have lost a loved one due to it, like Brian in Prairie View, lost his grandmother. Um, and I, I wish I could go down the list, but y'all know who you are. Y'all know uh, three or four people. There's four people that have lost a loved one due to this virus. Uh, and my boy Shedrick uh, Shabu um, in Baton Rouge lost a loved one to this, this virus. And, uh, shout out to the Fagan family. Uh, Tim lost Tim Fagan. He wasn't with the virus. Somehow. The, the Rollins family. So Will was a double murder the other day, and I knew Will's mom and dad, and I know both his sisters, but I didn't know him, but I know his family. And um, may they find peace. And then there was, a, uh, I think it was another double murder, but it was a murder-suicide, I was told, in Henderson just yesterday or this morning. This morning, uh, this week, it was two, two, two double murders. A man and woman got killed, and a man and woman, a man killed a woman and killed himself. Innocent and other couple was killed in Longview. Uh, their family, all the families impacted, infected by the virus. Those many people who died with flu and folks who dealing with cancer and all that stuff. Man, listen, so much going on. If y'all, if y'all find it in your heart, pray for them. I'm praying for y'all. Trust me. I'm not praying like I should be, but I'm praying more than I have to. And that's important. So that being said, uh, thank y'all. God bless y'all.
good night. See our target tomorrow. I'm heading off. What you just give? 